0: And they were basically saying the same thing. They were like, yeah, the black community's like, that's why people shit No, we good. <laughs> we don't need we don't need to touch that.
1: Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Compassion Fatigue. My name is Emily. Hi Emily. Um so during this corona pandemic, it turns out Elise and I have been watching a lot of documentaries.
0: Lots of Netflix. Well at least for mm-hmm. me. I don't know about yeah you.
1: Uh A lot of everything, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube,
0: yeah. (laughs) Streaming, and we are millennials for sure.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yep. Um, But so we decided, well, you know, we were talking about, like, what documentaries have we been watching, there's one that everyone has watched, that we have also watched, that we wanted to share some reactions to, and then Mm -hmm. want to share some of the other documentaries that we've watched individually, and kind of share those with Um, with Mm y'all. So I guess we'll start with the world phenomenon that is Tiger King.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So I will say we're a little late to the party. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched it, but I, I was watching it a little late also. And then you just finished it, right, Emily?
1: Yeah, I watched the first episode like when the hype was still like almost at its peak and then I was like I don't think I can watch this anymore and then I guess pressured by boredom and um the zeitgeist of our cultural like pop culture at the moment um I was like okay I'll finish it so I finally finished it recently yeah yeah
0: so I guess overall what do you think what are you feeling about it
1: my overall reaction was wow, I did not know that there was such a CD underbelly of like exotic <laughs> animals like I, I don't know. Right. Um and I'll talk about this a little later but like I love like nature documentaries and like, you know, um, animal document just about right. the animals and stuff and I didn't know like about this side of things, I guess. So right, right. Um there's that. My other reaction was I think the relationships and, like, the personal lives of these awful, awful people were, like, the most compelling part, to be completely honest. Like, I thought it was really, you know, from throuples to polyamory and, like, all that stuff. That that was really eye-opening, for sure. What were your reactions? Goddamn white people. (laughs) Sure, sure. Always that, yeah. (laughs) Um... And then there's this um,
0: graph chart about your reaction um, through watching Tiger King. I think my friend showed it to me. It was up on Reddit. I was Mm -hmm. having to get it to post it, but that's how I felt. Like it's like the pure insanity as the number of episodes go on increases. Like your emotions are up and down. Like it's like there's different lines showing different things. But I was like, that's That's how I feel. That's absolutely how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. I was up and down at first. I was like, oh, tigers. Yeah. Baby tigers. And then I was like, no. Yeah. And then I was glad. And this is something, it was an article I read. And something I really um, identified was because as me and my roommate were watching this, we were both like, we are so glad this is all white people. There is no Asians and oh my god, I am so glad for the lack of diversity for the first time in my life. <laughs> and I read, <laughs> I read an article and they're like, you know, normally for any show that streams or a movie, there's usually a reaction if there's lack of diversity or representation about, you know, why is there a lack of rep- representation? We need more diversity in these shows. And this is like one of the very un- few times when there's like, social media silence about that like and it was very specifically talking from a black african american perspective uh-huh <laughs> and they were basically saying the same thing they're like yeah the black community's like that's why people shit. No, we good <laughs> we don't need we don't need to touch that we, yeah ah, we are not in there and i
1: was like yeah right, so they're with you mm-hmm. um, i will say i feel like the only other race that was represented was like Indian American or Indians because of Doc Antle's, like, mentor or whatever.
0: Right. And very briefly, and then S- Saf, I think that's how I say his name, um, who was the employee that lost his arm.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. But yeah.
0: I'm not sure about his ethnicity, nationality, background, but physically, I would say not at least 100% white, and that would, Mm -hmm. you know, just be some assumptions on my part and not having done research, so that's just assumptions. Yeah. But yeah, everyone else is so
1: white. Super white, yeah.
0: (laughs) So white. Mm Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah. I think, too, I wasn't aware of the number of people who, like, kept exotic animals, you know? Right like, you know, not just privately owned zoos, but, like, people with just, like, a monkey or, like, you know. Right. Um, But then I started noticing, I I became one of those millennials, I don't know if I told you, that I downloaded TikTok because I was bored. Yes. Yeah. And so then some, some, you know, people feature their exotic animals on TikTok. They're like, there's my monkey just, like, you know, swinging on the curtains or whatever, and I'm just like, I did not know this many people like, had these different animals. Maybe yeah. that's just ignorance on my part, but I was like, why? Why would you do that? Especially now. Like, why? <laughs> I think...
0: Uh, I don't think I was totally unaware. I think what I was surprised by more than the monkeys or anything like that is just the sheer number of people who have predatory animals that will kill you in yeah. their backyard. And that still surprises me. Um, like, mm-hmm. I always knew there was more tigers in captivity than there are in wild. hmm But I didn't realize the numbers until I was watching Tiger King. Yeah. I think after that, my big reaction was just the number of tourists and, like, people coming through to do this? Oh my god. Insane. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I think, so, when I was going to Thailand, I talked to you. Mm-hmm. About kind of like I would like an animal experience, but I want to be very aware and not do something that is um, harmful.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I
0: know you talked, we talked a little bit, but I also did a lot of research.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember because I was looking very specifically in Phuket for like an ex- in an ability, like an opportunity to interact with animals in a safe way. Mm-hmm. And there was a tiger sanctuary kind of a thing in Phuket. Mm-hmm. I remember looking into it, but remember thing there were like baby tiger petting opportunities and stuff and I was like somehow I feel like this is this is just mm, iffy (laughs) but again like it was just like it didn't take long for me to come to those realizations in my own just like googling Mm -hmm. so I'm like do people and like even without googling like petting a baby tiger to me just inherently something seemed off
1: yeah Yeah, um, especially, like, I don't know, when you go to, like, the more mainstream zoos that, like, actually do, like, preservation work, like, the San Diego Zoo, for example, right. like, they don't have baby tiger pettings or right. stuff like that. They don't, like, they don't do any of that. Like, the most they do would be, like, a touch tank of, like, <laughs> little baby manta rays or something, right. you know, like, uh, and that that should be a hint, too, that, like, oh, well, maybe there's a reason why the big name actual zoos don't do this. You right. Know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. It it was just it was a moment of like I'm trying to understand these tourist minds and I was like to a certain degree I could understand it because I was in their place but again, like I feel like I would quickly Google it. Mhm. I mean, even, I mean, even for the sake of like looking up prices, just being like, is this a reasonable <laughs> price to do this experience, right? And then yeah. that would just pop up articles. Oh yeah. But these people, like, there were people who were like, yeah, we were here yesterday, we're here again. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm
1: like... Tiger's my favorite animal, therefore, I'm gonna come every day, and it's just like... I'm like, hello! Just think about it. Like, yeah, it would be cool, but like, think about what you're really doing, you know? And yeah, so. it was just, it was crazy. So that was, like, definitely something
0: I really picked up on was, again, the... I couldn't understand the mentality of a lot of the tourists going through this stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. And the ethics of these kinds of privately owned zoos. Right.
0: And I can't believe we don't have regulations in place in this country for that.
1: Hello. Like, why? Like, what is happening? Why? (laughs) I think... And the documentary kind of got to this, too, that, like, extreme wealth does things to people. Cause they said, there's one episode where they're like, O'Shack oh, came and like bought a tiger or whatever. Yeah. Mike Tyson came or like these like mega rich people came. Cause like they mega just wanted a tiger. Thing, yeah. cool. I feel like that's the story of the U S where, you know, we do have immense wealth in our country, but like we don't use it properly. <laughs> right.
0: And there's like a, there seems to be a sentiment of like, I have money so I can do what I want. Yeah. And it's like. Yes, I mean, I guess if we're gonna go that mentality, yeah, you can, and technically it's not illegal, mm-hmm. but is it ethical? Is it moral? Like, what are yeah. your values? Exactly. Right, like, and I guess this is going to segue into the next part of our discussion, but like, that was my biggest thing with Carol, Ask.
1: yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: okay, all right, let me take you at face value and say you're really into big cat sanctuaries and, like, Mm -hmm. saving them and rescuing them. Sure. Why aren't you figuring out a way for them not to be in cages in Florida, but figuring out a way to get them to open, um, like, reserves? Because there are open area reserves for rescued animals where they can't be returned Mm -hmm. to the wild because they were born in captivity. I understand that. Yeah. But Where they're not bred, but they're also given the space... Mm -hmm. with, like, a safer, like, enclosed space, but still a larger space than a cage to let their instincts run and, like, be who they are to the extent that they can be Mm -hmm. within safety. Exactly. Like, the fact that she put no effort into doing that, that was, like, a big alarm bell for me. I was like, why are they in Florida? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. For me, it was, uh, it kind of got me at the beginning where I was like, okay, well, at least she's not breeding them, like, whatever, but then she's just as bad because she didn't, she's keeping them in cages like that.
0: Yeah. And then she's exploiting
1: her workers. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But still
0: getting money from people for sanctuary. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, she's a hypocrite. She's such a hypocrite. I mean, I think that, I think um, I hated her the most out of the cast because of the Mm -hmm. fact that she's a hypocrite.
1: Yeah, I ended up hating her. At the beginning, I didn't hate her as much, because I was like, oh, it's a sanctuary. Right. But the the more the story went on, I was like, nah, you're just as crappy, if not worse.
0: (laughs) You're worse, because at least everyone else is, you know, as bad as they are, at least honest about who they are.
1: Yeah, whereas you're lying not only to other people, but yourself. (laughs) It's like, kind of (laughs) crappy.
0: It's just horrible. And okay, gotta ask the question now. Do you think she killed her husband?
1: Yeah. Okay. oh hello yeah <laughs> did you see no hesitation she absolutely killed him right and him to her tigers yeah yeah i was oh, yeah. like
0: how did y'all okay i'm having issues with police departments recently and that will segue later but yeah the police why are they so uncapable or incapable of investigating murder <laughs>
1: Yeah, why don't we just, why don't we segue in, into your story? So are you all, sure? all three of our, yeah, all three of our stories or our documentaries are about animals, so Elise is going to go into her next one.
0: So um, segueing into the documentary I watched, which I would not necessarily recommend to people because it's not necessarily um, a pleasant watch, but it was one mm-hmm. where I started and then I couldn't stop. Um, it's Don't Fuck With Cats mm-hmm. Catching an Internet Serial Killer.
1: So, this is on Netflix.
0: This is on Netflix.
1: Um, I will say I watched the first episode and I couldn't do it because I thought there would be, like, actual scenes of murdering cats and people, and I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't They're do this. they are not. And I didn't realize that, yeah. so maybe I'll go back and watch, perhaps. There but are But tell me more.
0: not. It's still graphic because you can... There are certain, you like... You can infer odd, what's happening. Infer, yeah. like... There's an audio bit with the vacuuming, but anyways, okay. yeah. Um, See, I
1: can't.
0: <laughs> but like for me, I needed to know the ending. Like I mm-hmm. needed to finish it out and know what happened. But basically, it's about. I somehow missed this, and like part of when this was happening, I was in Korea. And then, like, when the m- murder actually happened, like, I was in the States, but I guess I just wasn't paying attention to the news, because I don't like the news. <laughs> sure, sure. But, um, it's basically, long story short, this internet group, Facebook groups, spe- specifically, mm-hmm. formed to try and catch this cat killer. So there's okay. this man, young adult, who was posting videos of him killing cats. And so this group was, like, enraged about it. And so they, you know, started digging and digging and digging. And um, eventually, TLDR, this individual, ends up killing an actual human. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, and hey, hey, spoiler he does get caught and he is in jail. And he's serving mm-hmm. a lifetime in jail in Canada. Um, but basically, the title comes from, for anyone who doesn't know, there's rules on the internet there are um a lot of these rules are listed like i'm trying to remember some of the rules off the top of my head the only one that i can always remember is like that one weird rule of if it exists there's porn of it
1: rule 34 yeah there that's the only yeah. one i remember <laughs> right but there's there
0: are internet rules right for anyone yeah. who's like an internet geek or like you know millennials like we kind of generally know there's these rules on the internet now mm. what what becomes clear that I, I mean, I can understand because I'm like, yeah, but there's an unspoken unwritten rule, rule zero, Mm -hmm. which is don't fuck it. Don't fuck with cats.
1: Right. Like when the early days of the internet just became, just emerged, um, there were sites, there were, uh, people were posting cats everywhere, right? Like I can has cheeseburger cats were like the unofficial mascot of the internet. like. Late '90s, early 2000s, you know. Right. So that's like the unwritten rule is you, you don't fuck with cats.
0: <laughs> but basically, this kid did, or this dude mm-hmm. did. He's not a child; he was a man. He's an adult. Yeah. This person did, um, and it's just an it's a documentary f- um, tracing how this internet group, what they did, and how they tore apart the videos to try and pinpoint this individual. And basically did a better job than most of the police departments that were, or police enforcement offices that were involved in this investigation.
1: Which is incredible, honestly. Considering they they didn't have any professional training or anything. But, like,
0: they were, they were, they were insistent. Like, they would go through just Google street map, just one step at a time down the map to find a location of a picture, like, Mm -hmm. The things that they did were creative because this was like that 2010, 2011, 12 Mm -hmm. when they were doing this. So very creative for what they were doing. They were doing things that were like cutting edge at the time. Like they did kind of crazy things. Um, But they ended up help catching this individual who, yeah. Anyway, so I mean, it was an interesting watch. It's a very disturbing watch. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I can necessarily recommend it. Yeah. But it does have a relatively satisfying ending in the fact that the murderer is caught and he is sentenced.
1: I'm glad. Because that's something that I don't think Tiger King had necessarily was an ending. I feel like there's going to be a part two.
0: Right. Because, like, even um, if you watched in Tiger King, like, the special episode that they came out with yesterday on April 12th, because mm-hmm. we're filming on the 13th, yeah, um, they are like, I can't remember, was it Ranky? He was like, yeah, this isn't over. Mm -mm. the case isn't over like there's gonna be more trials there's gonna be more cases open so yeah yeah i feel like there's gonna maybe a couple years down the road but it's gonna be like tiger king too
1: (laughs) yeah for sure um going back to don't fuck with cats though like that reminded me of this podcast i listened to so there's this really famous podcast called my favorite murder um but then there's a spin-off podcast called jensen and holes the murder squad and jensen and holes are um one of them is a crime journalist and the other one is a former member of the like lapd or like the police department in the la area or that county alameda county um but anyway they essentially tell stories of like cold cases okay. and then they ask the audience like if you have any inf- information like you know, hmm. let us know. And then we'll deliver the information to the proper authorities. Cause mm-hmm. they had that connection, you know? Right. Um, and they do have episodes like every once in a while where they will revisit these cold cases. And some of them, like people have actually solved.
0: Oh, wow. Like
1: they've gotten tips that are actually like viable. And then they, you know, solve the cold cases, which is amazing. That is nice. Yeah. It's really satisfying. It's really awesome. Um, If anybody's interested, Jensen and Holes, the murder squad. There are rules to it, like rules of the internet, which is like, I remember one of them is like, don't contact the victim's family, obviously. Like, please don't, um, don't name names. Um, you know, um, there's a couple other ones, but I think it's a great show and I think that captures the spirit Mm -hmm. of, you know, that documentary, it sounds like. Right. Which is that normal people can help solve giant crimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But on to your documentary.
1: Yeah. So I was watching, like, the local PBS station. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they have a lot of good, like, nature documentaries on there, I will say. <laughs> but one of them that I watched recently that I found really compelling was about pangolins. Oh. Uh, pangolins if you guys don't know are these little anteater things with like little like t-rex arms they really always cute? look like they're asking for something yeah they're like or they're shy you know they're yeah, like, they're... Oh, they're, cool. <laughs> they're really cute um and it followed this lady who had a pangolin like sanctuary and this was an actual sanctuary where she did set them free and and you know things like that she okay. would take care of like these injured pangolins but what happened was um apparently people use the scales of a pangolin because they have like almost like sheet it looks like armor mm-hmm. like little sheets, little scales for things like um traditional medicines and stuff yeah. and so the, and so people will um kind of black market, go out in the night, take these pangolins, take the scales, and leave the pangolin like you know, can they survive dying? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And it's really not nice. Um, and so this lady takes those pangolins. She also takes like pangolins that have been trapped, you know, cause they'll mm-hmm. set traps for them. She'll undo the traps and then like rehabilitate them and then actually like take them out away from that area mm-hmm. and into the wild. Um, and it's just about like the illegal pangolin trade. Um, they, she, this lady is based, I forget what country, I'm so awful at this, but somewhere in Africa, she goes to Asia, uh, visits China, Thailand, Hong Kong, a couple other places where they make medicine out of the penguins, Mm -hmm. and some people eat the penguins too. Mm -hmm. Um, and she just goes there to find out, like, how those local efforts are trying to stop that from happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Um... It's just really great. It's really informative Mm -hmm. about um, animal rights in, like, a good way. I feel Mm -hmm. like in the U.S., the animal rights movement gets, like, a really bad rap because you think of, like, PETA people who their methods are crazy. But, like, what I'm talking about is, like, people actually, like, rehabilitating animals and, like, trying to prevent the illegal trade of these animals that Mm -hmm. are already, like, endangered. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, they're so cute, you guys. These things are so cute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad there's someone who's doing that work, and mm-hmm. it's still so sad to think about these animals being taken advantage of because you think there's some medicinal properties
1: to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to like bash other people's cultural beliefs right. and like medicine and stuff, but, but it's I'm also like, it- like there needs to be some kind of regulation to where like you're not like ugh. right i'm like is there
0: not Doing a way this stuff
1: illegally yeah. yeah
0: legally or like is there not a way to do it humanely mm-hmm. right like i don't know i just don't know if there is a way or not because i don't know enough about pangolins or you know other animals that are right. you know taking advantage of this like yeah. um i know like is it rhino tusks are also used medicinally so i know mm-hmm. something like that something like that right so i'm like yeah, like you said, like, I don't want to diss another person's culture or their beliefs or their, you know, what they believe is um, medicinal just because it's not mine. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, is there not a way to do it where it's humane and it doesn't result in the decimation of another species? Of the
1: species. Exactly there has to be a way or like, if, if the animals already died from natural causes, then you can, like... Right. Can you, can't you just go get the scales then? Like, why do you need to... Kill, them. kill animals like that, to that degree? Because, right. like, it was insane. They have, like, bags and bags and bags of these scales. And the penguins are not big. They're, like, this big. So, it, you know, there has to be a better way to retain, you know, traditional wisdom, but also right. take care of these animals better. Um... I don't know. Yeah. But I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed that discussion of our uh, documentaries that we've been watching. Lots of animals and
0: kind of sad stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're too mean. Like, as a species, yeah. like, as human beings, we're just horrible, horrible, As a
1: species, yeah. Horrible. Oh, for sure. No doubt.
0: Ugh. Let us know! Have you guys been watching any documentaries during your quarantine or, you know, stay in place orders? Um, Mm -hmm. Anything interesting that will be better than what we've watched and actually uplift us instead of bringing us down?
1: Yeah, let us know! (sighs) Maybe we'll watch and uh, post our reactions to it in another episode. Yeah, anyways. Like,
0: comment, subscribe. Please watch us. We'll have many fun videos and videos talking about what we think. But anyways, thanks for joining us and see you next time. Bye! Bye. The two pandas in the Hong Kong zoo naturally mated because there was no one (laughs) staring at them for the first time in 10 years. I'm like, that's all we need. We need to get
1: rid of us. Yeah, exactly. That's That's why we we need the Elise... um... (laughs) My dictatorship! (laughs) The Elise dictatorship. Do you have an official name or is it still the Elise dictatorship?
0: I haven't thought of a name of my nation yet.
1: Okay, well, you need to think of it because it's going to come to fruition.
0: (laughs) If y'all have any good ideas for
1: my nation, let me know.